let's be honest. There's a lot to fix with this Indiana basketball team. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It is the Locked On Hoosiers podcast. I'm your man, Jacob Goins, with you on another episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. I appreciate you making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Indiana basketball defeats Army 72. To 64. And let's be honest, there is so much to fix with this team. Holy smokes. I mean, this was another game where Indiana was favored by 20 plus points. They should have, we said, I said this was a game to get right for Indiana, right? This was a chance for this team to get better. And oh my gosh, they did not get better by any means. And we're going to break it all down. Here on the show today, Indiana defeats Army 72-64 to on Sunday at Assembly Hall. Want to go through some of the numbers with you as uh, the Hoosiers, they're 2-0. I mean, you can say that. They're 2-0. Uh, it's, not the, it's not the prettiest 2-0 I've ever seen in my life for a basketball team, but um, there are some... There are some college teams and programs out there that would very, very much take a 2-0 record that Indiana basketball has. But let's go through some of the numbers first for Indiana. Your starters, and I think these are going to be your starters pretty much throughout the year, Renault, Mbaco, Ware, Galloway, and Johnson. Uh, it was... Khalil Ware, your leading scorer tonight with 20 or leading scorer in the game uh, with 20 points. You had Xavier Johnson with 19, Malik Renew with 14. Your other two starters, Galloway with just five, and Mbako with just two. Uh, your bench points, you got a little bit more production, but not a whole lot. You had Gabe Cups with five, uh, you had Banks with three, you had Sparks with two, and Walker with two. And when you look at what happened with Army, give credit to Curry, man. And what did you? What did we expect with a guy whose last name is Curry? We should have expected him to go off for 20 points, 4 of 8 from downtown, and 8 of 13 from the floor and be the best player for Army. We should have expected that. He has the last name Curry. Come on now. He had 20 points, and Barker had 14. There's so many things to fix with this Indiana team. I don't even know where to start. I mean, the first half, it was another slow start. It was another sloppy performance throughout the entire game. It was another sloppy performance. Indiana offensively was slow, non-productive, had no real momentum, no real movement, no real offense, to be completely honest with you. Defensively, they are still... Losing three-point shooters and over-helping on the basketball. Why? Indiana is so concerned with the team driving to the basket that they're helping, they're over-helping 
every time somebody has the basketball on the perimeter. So what happens? There's a guy guarding the basketball. This help defender comes over and not even a real double team. He just shows up to say he did so. And then they're passing the basketball to the open player and a team like Army, who is one of the worst offenses in college basketball, shot the three pretty darn well. Let's just be real. They shot it pretty well, given the team that they are and given the offensive and the lack of production they've had this season. Army shot just 39%, but they shot 34% from downtown. That's pretty good for them. And they could have made a lot more. Indiana gave them a lot more opportunities. We'll start with the offense. Those are the two glaring things from each one. Okay, but we'll start with the offense. I don't know why, with the talent that you have and the skill that you have and the experience that you have, that Indiana's half-court offense is just non-existent. They figured it out a little bit in the second half, and we're going to get to that. They figured it out a little bit in the second half, but overall, there's just no offensive production. There, It doesn't seem like there's any real game plan or strategy here. They come down the floor. They pass it once or twice. And in this game's instance against Army, half the time they turn the thing over. They just turn the ball over. And most of the time, Army didn't have anything to do with it. They had nothing to, they had, did not cause most of the turnovers that Indiana had in this basketball game. And Indiana had 18 turnovers in this game. I would say at least half were just Indiana throwing it away, bad pass, lazy pass, too difficult of a pass, right? Trying to feed it into windows that aren't there, or just lazy passes on the perimeter, and Army just wanting it more. And let me say this too. It's crazy I'm saying this about a Mike Woodson head coach team. Army wanted the win more. They wanted it more in this basketball game. They just did. That can't happen at Indiana. Folks, that cannot happen here. And Army wanted it more. And Army played their butts off. And give them credit, man. That's an 0-2 team that came into Bloomington to Assembly Hall, one of the most historic basketball venues in the country and came in and played until the final buzzer sounded. They hit a three at the end of the game. They never gave up, and they were in it the entire way. So why can Indiana offensively not move the basketball with some purpose? Move the ball around and get it inside, which is what they started to do in the second half. They figured out, oh, hey, this Kalel Ware kid's pretty good. Let's get him the basketball and see what he can do. And he ended up being pretty much your go-to guy in the second half. And again, we're going to get to him in just a second. So the half-court offense continues to be abysmal. The shooting wasn't bad, right? I think that's a, a positive if you want to take one out of it is Indiana shot 58% from the field. You shot 25 of 43, but here's the problem. You only shot it 43 times. I know that sounds like a lot. Army shot it 61 times. So no, Indiana, they're not missing a whole lot of shots. They're actually making a good amount of them. They're just not getting a lot of shots on possessions. 
How about the half court or the um, the transition points, transition buckets? They had two or three all night. They're not forcing turnovers, and when they are getting turnovers, they're not live ball turnovers. And what I mean by that is the steals and runouts. They had some, but then when they do, they play one-on-one basketball rather than passing it and trying to get dunks and layups and even threes in transition. And I know this team is not a three-point shooting team by any means for Indiana. They're four of 11 in this game for 36%. But something has to change. There has to be a little bit of urgency with this offense in the half court and in transition as well. We'll talk about some of the defensive things and what Indiana did well offensively in the second half against Army coming up here in just a second. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful app and, and site where if you don't want to deal with the ticket buying experience and the stresses of of ticket buying and last minute ticket buying for events, concerts, sporting events, what have you, Game Time is where you want to be. Uh, I just I can't tell you how many times I've had it where you're trying to buy a ticket, you don't know if you can trust it, you don't know where you're at, especially at a new venue, and you just don't know if what you're getting is worth the money. Well, with Game Time, you can go in and get those last-minute tickets with flash deals, even zone deals based off of where you're sitting sometimes. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You can see the views from all the seats in the venue, which is my favorite part about Game Time. And it is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you're now so you know what you're getting and a great deal without hidden fees. You can buy tickets in seconds with literally just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And also want to remind you, as we have all football season long, that college football season, as we get here in the home stretch, we're going to talk about Indiana football coming up here in a little bit. Locked On is uh, continuing our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live each Friday. Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern every Friday on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games. We know we got some big ones coming up in the Big Ten and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You don't want to miss it. Indiana defeats Army in their second game of the season, 72-64. to We talked about the offensive struggles, especially in the first half and in the half court. Seemed like they figured it out a little bit. I'm not going to say they fully figured it out, but they did a little bit with a guy named Khalil Ware, who is going to be a really good player. And I think you could see from this game is probably going to be one of your go-to players for Indiana this season. Because once Indiana figured out, hey, he's bigger and just better than everybody else in a game like this, 
We need to get him the basketball. And I'll be honest with you. I don't think they got it to him enough. I really don't. I think you could have gone to him every single time down the floor in the second half, and it would have been fine. And Indiana did that for a while. But then all of a sudden, they stopped. They stopped giving him the ball. Even when he had mismatches, even when he had guards on him, they just quit giving him the ball. Khalil Ware was 9 for 11 from the floor, 2 of 3 from the free throw line, had 6 rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block. But the guy had 20 points. He was balling down there in the paint. Nobody could hang with him in this basketball game. So why not go to him? In a game like this where you're in such a pinch if you're Indiana, if you are just struggling, I mean struggling to score offensively, and you have a guy like Khalil Ware who seamlessly can't be like seemingly can't be stopped, why would you not go to him more? And between him and Xavier Johnson, who I know went down in the second half, I seemed to be some cramping issues. He came back and finished the game, which is a, a huge, huge inside uh, relief uh, for all Indiana basketball fans that he came back and, and is hopefully okay. Between those two guys and Malik Renew, who I think played a really solid game, where else do you go? Where else are you going to get points from this team? McKenzie and Baco, another disappointing game. I know we're only two in, but this dude's a five-star freshman. And it just seems like it hasn't all clicked for him yet. And I don't think Indiana's using him properly either, just to be honest. The one shot he made was pretty. He's got a good-looking stroke. I've said that. But he's one for two. He was out here running for fun. He was one for two, had a couple of rebounds, a steal, two turnovers, a foul, and two points. That's not going to get it done. That's not good enough to be in the starting five at Indiana. It's just not. Your other one, Trey Galloway, one of your experienced veterans on this team, had five total points. Had five points and two turnovers. Three assists. I like that, but that's it. And there's the story right there. Holy smokes, there's the story right there. I'm looking right at it. Indiana had 16 total assists. That's not a high number. It's higher than I thought, I guess, watching it live, but that's not great by any means. Indiana's playing individualistic basketball. And outside of Renew, Mbaco, or excuse me, Renew, Ware, and Johnson, where do you go for offense? Because we saw Mike Woodson do almost a platoon type thing in this in this basketball game where he took five off and put five on, take the starters out, let the bench run for a little bit. It led to Army having a big run in this basketball game, which kept them around. I don't know why. I get it because it's a game where you're supposed to win by 20. So you're trying to figure some things out. But, man, it wasn't working. And at the end of the day, I don't care if you're favored by 20 points. I don't care if it's only the second game of the season. You still got to win. You still have to win the game. And it just wasn't working with the five bench players playing. Now, Gabe Cups had the most minutes off the bench, and I think that is a good thing. 
you can tell he again we've talked about him being a fan favorite he is going to be crucial to this basketball team he's not he's never going to go out and drop 30 points he'll have some games where he gets in double digits and indiana's probably going to need it but you can feel his energy especially defensively and hustle wise you can feel that when he's in the game which gives somebody like xavier johnson Gives him a chance to take a breather, or if he's cramping up, which what it seemed like he was doing in this game, gives him a chance to get right. But outside of Gabe Cups, nobody on the bench did anything. They just didn't. I like to see Sparks. I think he could be special. He's a transfer that I think could play, and he saw his first action in this game of the season. But the problem is, is Indiana going to use them properly? I think that's what this all comes down to, offensively and defensively, really. Is Indiana going to use their players properly in the way to make them the most successful and to make Indiana the most successful? Through two games, I'm not seeing it. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. And, and to go back to the defensive conversation, why are, why are we not just playing man-to-man and sticking everything. It's almost like they're trying too hard to, to switch and overhelp. That's where they're getting beat. They're overhelping on the basketball for absolutely no reason. None. What that tells me is you don't trust whoever it is guarding one-on-one. You don't trust your players to guard one-on-one. So the coaching staff is telling them, okay, go and help. Don't go all the way. Don't double team. But be there just in case he gets beat. Oh, you're a defender? Yeah, or you're an offensive player? Eh, don't worry about him. We'll deal with him when we can. Indiana on defense is constantly running, constantly shifting, and constantly recovering on the defensive side of the floor. You can't do that against good teams. You can't do that against bad teams. An Army's a bad team. Nothing against them at all. They're 0-3 now. They played a really good game, and they should be proud of themselves. And the Curry kid had the game of his life. I know they said that during the game. He did. He had the game of his life. 20 points and 4 of 8 from downtown. And he almost beat Indiana single-handedly. But you can't do that on defense, man. Let your guys play. Let your guys go one-on-one. And if they get by, that's what the monsters like Khalil Ware and McKenzie and Baco were for. That's why they're there defensively. They're trees in the paint. Let them be there. Let them do their job. Instead, Indiana is giving up wide open threes. Not even contested. I mean wide open threes. And against a team like UConn that you play in the, in the next two games, you will get beat by 30 points. If you keep doing what you're doing, but if you're Indiana, I'm talking offensively, I'm talking defensively, I'm talking in transition, I'm talking getting pump faked and flying after the basketball for absolutely no reason and just losing defenders and lazy passes. I'm frustrated. I am very, very frustrated. I, and I know you are as well. I hope you can hear it in my voice or see it on my face. This is has such potential to be a good basketball team for Indiana. The talent is there. And gosh, I know it's early, but 
they've got to get this thing figured out because non-conference schedule is about to punch them in the mouth, and they're not ready for it. They're not. They are not ready for teams like UConn and Kansas and Auburn. They're not ready for Big Ten play with Michigan and Maryland early on. And so much of it is just fundamental basketball. Moving it on offense. Staying in front of your guy on defense. And in this game in particular for Army, they should have never gone away from Khalil Ware in the second half. Never. He could have had 35. And Indiana would have at least gotten out of the game somewhat stress-free down the stretch. But under the last media timeout, the under four minutes, this was a ball game. And there was a legitimate chance I was going to have to come on this podcast and talk to you about Indiana being one and one and dropping a game to Army. That shouldn't happen. I'm concerned. There's just a lot to fix. There's a lot to fix. And I don't know where to start. I think you've got to start offensively. Defensively, you can afford to give up threes until you can't. And I know that's a bad way to say that, but most teams are never going to shoot better than 40% against you. And if they do, they just deserve to win. But Indiana's going to have to find a way to score, man. They're going to have to find a way to score. 72 points isn't going to get it done for this team, especially if you're giving up that many threes and giving up over 60 shots a game. That's just, it's not, it's not going to get it done. We'll talk uh, and we'll talk about some more things in Indiana athletics as Indiana basketball has Wright State coming up and then the big game against UConn, which head coach Mike Woodson said is the best team in college basketball. So that's what's coming up for Indiana basketball. We'll take a look around Indiana athletics. We'll talk about the women's team who uh, took a tough loss over the weekend. Indiana soccer as they win the Big Ten championship and Indiana football. Gets another win. Apologies. Indiana does not get another win in football. They tried. They absolutely tried. And I was hoping we were going to talk about a win, but then they had a heartbreaking loss. So that's all coming up here on Locked on Hoosiers in just a second. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time... Uh, talking together here, you and me, and we get fired up on wins and losses and some wins that feel like losses uh, and talking about who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for the connection that we have. And today I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. You can go on the next, if a natural disaster happens, or you can be prepared for the next supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics with Cialis, Viagra, or Revadio prescriptions. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace Medical. It says, quote, I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I order most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered my antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone, end quote. 
If you were someone you love would, would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off of your purchase. Well, let's take a look around Indiana athletics as we'll start with football in a game where I thought they were going to win. I did. I thought Indiana football was going to do it. And we talked about this on Friday. And this was another game where Indiana absolutely could have won. It was a chance to keep the ball rolling a little bit, right? It was a chance to keep up the momentum down the, down the, you know, the back stretch of this season. And the defense just, they played like they have all year. Let's just be real. And it just fell apart, man. Indiana started off so good. Brennan Sorsby looked so good, right, on offense. He did his job. The offense did their job. They put up 45 points in the overtime loss to Illinois, 48-45. to If this Indiana offense ever puts up 45 points, they should win games. If any offense in college football puts up 45 points, you should be winning games 95% of the time. And that just didn't happen in this ball game. Indiana loses on the road to Illinois, 48-45. And this is one of those that was a heartbreaker because you fought the whole way, you had chances to win, and then you basically have to settle going to overtime. You start on the 25, and you don't really move the ball, right? You didn't move the ball, and you take the the free field goal that college football gives you in overtime rules. And then very early, you let Illinois go strike for a touchdown. And that was all she wrote, right? Heartbreaking loss for Indiana. Again, I you've heard me say this before. I hate losing winnable games. I hate losing winnable games. And that is exactly what this was for Indiana, was a winnable game. Soresby, quarterback for Indiana, had 22 of 23. For 289, three touchdowns. He did have the interception. Um, you let John Paddock, the opposing quarterback for Illinois, have an absolute day. 500 yards, four touchdowns, an interception as well. But throwing for 24 of 36 and that many yards is ridiculous. You let them throw the ball. You let them run the ball. I mean, Illinois did. They had a 200-yard receiver. Do you realize that? A 200-yard receiver. In college football, that's absolutely insane. Um, I'm not going to harp on it too much. I know this has been a a long season for Indiana football. They're three and seven now, uh, just one and six in conference play. But I really did feel that this was a game Indiana could have won, especially coming off the Wisconsin win. That's the biggest thing. You had the Wisconsin win in your back pockets. You had a chance to win this game. You're going up against Michigan State this Saturday where – you're going to be favored. If not, it's going to be close. And it, you just, this really just took any wind out of the sails that Indiana had. It really did. So Indiana football, you got Michigan State this weekend. You've got Purdue to finish out the season. But disappointing is the word that I use for this football loss on the road at Illinois, 48-45 in overtime. You just, you had your chances. You did. You had your chances. And um, the defense kind of went back to their roots, back to their old ways, and you give up 48 points. I know the the last touchdown was an overtime, but 
you give up that many points and you're you're asking for a loss. So um, hate to see it. I hope Indiana can bounce back. They got Michigan State, who is not a good football team, uh, and we can talk about that as the week goes on. Want to update you on a couple of other scores and results from over the weekend when it comes to Indiana athletics. Uh, soccer, who was the one seed in the Big Ten tournament, they wipe out Penn State, who was the two seed in the Big Ten tournament championship. They get a 1-0 victory, and Indiana gets to the uh, NCAA tournament in the men's side. So congratulations to them. Um, soccer is it's one of those sports that continues to grow. I think, and Indiana fans know that very well with this team who have had a fantastic season. And what what better way could you, what more could you ask for in the conference final, the one seed Indiana and the two seed Penn State? And 1-0 is about the most soccer score that you can find. Two really good defensive teams. It took a strike for Indiana to get the win. And now they're going to be going into postseason play or I guess farther into postseason play, and I'm looking to to make a run here. And so congratulations to Indiana soccer. I wanted to shout them out. And I know um, that Indiana women's basketball, uh, they had uh, a big game over the weekend. It was very hyped up. One of the many really good women's college basketball games uh, over the weekend. And as the Lady Hoosiers, who were ranked number nine in the country, took on Stanford, ranked number 15, uh, this was this was a beatdown, folks. This was this was a rough game to watch. I'm not gonna lie to you. 96-64, the final Indiana Falls to Stanford in the women's side. They had to travel out there, which is never easy. Um, it's an early season road non-conference game, and it's not just any non-conference game. I mean, you're taking on a top 15 team in the country, even if you're a top 10 team yourself. Um, it, it's still tough to do and so I really did expect Indiana to perform better in this game but sometimes you just sometimes you just play bad and sometimes you just get beat and look Indiana put up 64 which we know this offense is much better than that but you got to highlight the defense man giving up 96 points right I don't expect this to carry over I don't expect this to be an issue um I mean, this here's a stat. You ready? This is from uh, Hoosiers Now, the Sports Illustrated site for Indiana. Here's a stat that they had. They said the last time Indiana women's basketball lost by 10 plus points was two years ago at UConn or against UConn in the NCAA tournament. All right. Indiana women's basketball, again, the last time they lost by 10 plus points was two seasons ago versus UConn in the NCAA tournament. So. This is uncharted waters for them. Um, they are going to be fine. They've got the offensive firepower. Lock it down on defense. You played a Stanford team that was just hot and, and good and was kind of in a flow pretty much the whole time. Um, I, I'm not worried about it. I think Indiana will bounce back. They'll be fine. They've got some tougher or they have some more tough non-conference games coming up uh, before they also get into Big Ten play as well. So wanted to shout out both of those. I know the women's team was a, a tough loss and then men's soccer uh, getting a big win over Penn State. So shout out to both of those. Indiana football uh, falling short against Illinois. They're in overtime. And of course, Indiana men's basketball defeating Army. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, which is your team 
every single day. We'll have episodes all week long. We'll be previewing uh, the Indiana Wright State game, starting to look ahead to that. Also with the big game against UConn. But hey, seeing how the first two games have gone for Indiana, we can't overlook Wright State, can we? No, we absolutely cannot. So looking forward to that. We'll have another episode up for you tomorrow. Be sure you like and subscribe on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcast. Be sure you like and subscribe there. Turn on the notifications so you know each and every time the episode goes live, we have a show right after each basketball game that goes up the next morning uh, that will go live. You can catch the reaction for that as well. Follow the show on X now at Locked on Hoosiers. And until next time, stay safe, Hoosier fans. And I'll talk to you later.